Hey, 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 welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 343. Today, we're going to be talking about what a dinkus is, because I think it's a funny word. That's pretty much the entire reason. So, a dinkus, and then at the top of the Wikipedia article, it says, not to be confused with dingus or dingbat, which I just think is really funny. Um, anyway, a dinkus is a typographic symbol, which often consists of three spaced asterisks, asterisks, oh, that is a tough word to say for me, in a horizontal row. Um, it looks like asterisk, space, asterisk, space, asterisk. Um, there's a variety of uses, and it usually denotes an intentional omission or logical break of varying degree in a written work. The latter's use is similar to a subsection, and it indicates to the reader that, excuse me, the subsequent text should be recontextualized. When used this way, a dinkus usually appears centrally aligned on a line of its own, with a vertical spacing before and after the symbol. It has been used in various forms since 1850. Historical, historically, it was often represented as an asterism, which is a type, typographic symbol consisting of three asterisks placed on a triangle, which is also very cool. But um, this use has fallen out of favor and is nearly obsolete. Side note, this is one of my favorite typographic symbols. I'm sending it to the Discord server, which you can join if you, uh, I mean, like, if you want to. You just have to look in the description. Uh, but I announced on my podcast there. But I just sent it, and we'll just see what, if anyone replies to it. But anyway, uh, yeah, a dinkus is the three three asterisks side by side with spaces in the middle. Um, I'll throw it in the live chat, too, for those uh, using Podbean on the Podbean app, where you can talk to me in the chat, uh, and join, uh, join a call, do whatever you want. Yeah, you can call in if you want. You can be part of this podcast. So a dinkus is used for various purposes, many of them related to the intentional breaker in a flow of text. It can be used uh, as a break between subsections of a single overarching section. When an author chooses to use a dinkus to divide a larger section, the intent is to maintain an overall sense of continuity within the overall chapter or section while changing elements of the setting or timeline. Um, for instance, the writer is introducing a flashback or other jarring scene change change oh boy a dinkus can help denote the change in setting within the overall theme of the chapter in that case it can be preferable to the initiation of a new chapter um the this technique is especially used in literary fiction there's a little box off to the side that says this article contains uncommon unicode characters without proper rendering support you may see question marks boxes or other symbols instead of the intended characters which i just think is really funny um well, how do I do that? I copied and pasted from Wikipedia. That's how I did that. It can also be used for intentionally omitted information. Many applications of the dinkus, including those that were used common historically, uh, the have indicated the intentional omission of information. In these cases, a dinkus is used to inform the reader that the information has been omitted. It can also used to be, be used to mean untitled, or that the author or title is withheld. This is evident, for example, in some editions of the album for the young by the composer Robert Schumann, uh, numbers 21, 26, and 30. 
A dinkus can also be used in any context as a simple means of abbreviation of any text. The dinkus is also used specifically in this capacity within the sphere of lawmaking, particularly for city ordinances. When used in legal text, the dinkus indicates an abbreviation within amendments to code while not implying the repeal of the omitted sections. Oh, that's pretty cool. I love how the person sending it back uh, in the chat is just, it it doesn't even show up in the chat. It makes me wonder if it actually shows up in the chat for when I sent it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely not showing up in the chat. It can also be used for ornamentation. Newspapers, magazines, and other works can use dinkuses as a simple ornamentation of typography for solely aesthetic reasons. When it's used primarily for aesthetic purposes, it often takes the form of a fluoron, um, or sometimes a dingbat. Uh, while fluorons, dingbats, or dinkuses are usually distinct, their uses can overlap. So let's talk about what these are. A fluoron, a dingbat, and a dinkus. So a fluoron is also known as a printer's flower. It is a typographic element or glyph used either as a punctuation mark or an ornament for typographic compositions. The uh, they're stylized forms of flowers or leaves. The term de derives from the old French word for flower, uh, floron. Robert Bringhurst in the Elements of Typographic Style calls the form horticultural dingbats, which common, a commonly occurred floron is the floral heart, which again, I will be sending to the Discord server. And I'll try and send it to the podcast chat as well. Uh, podcast chat, podcast chat. I'm sending it to the podcast chat. All right. Yeah, the printer flower. So the there's also a sideways one, which is...
help. Wait, can you hear me now? Okay. So, I apologize for that, everyone. Um, the, I had to throw on my hold music because uh, my microphone stopped working. I'm not sure why, but it is back up. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm going to rely on the live chat to figure out where I stopped talking. Uh, I know I talked about the printer's heart, uh, the the floral heart as well. And then I talked about, I was talking about the floron and I was covering the, did I manage to cover the third type of floron? The, or not the third type, sorry, the, the one that was pointing to the side. We'll see. Only type two. Yeah, there was some. Yeah, cool. So that's about where I was left off. I left off anyway. So anyway, let's keep talking about florons, apparently. It's also known as an Aldous leaf. Um, so that's kind of fun. There's a whole bunch that you can find on the Fluron Wikipedia page, but it would be awful to try and say them. So I'll just... I mean, just like, I guess I'll just link it for my Discord server. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, so there's also dingbats, which a dingbat is just an ornament specifically glyph used in typesetting to employed to create box frames. Um, uh, or as a, se a section divider, which is a dingus. They can be used as signature marks as well as bookbinding to order sections. A dingbat font was a computer font that has shapes and symbols to reused the... Sorry, excuse me. That reused the code points designated for alphabetical or numeric characters. It was necessitated by the limited amount of code points available in the 20th century operating system, so many of the modern fonts are based on Unicode, which has unique code for these dingbats. And there's a whole bunch of them. Everything from certain emoji like original unicode emojis to uh there's a bunch of snowflakes and stars even like scissors symbols arrows there's a whole bunch of them and again it would be awful to try and read for a podcast so can this be my discord server i'm sorry but the podbean app is not my discord server that being said i'd still love you to join both because you know support the podcast and whatever um Anyway, what other dinkus do we have? It's also used in poetic symbolism. In some cases, the use of a dinkus has been employed in poetry in order to convey a nonverbal meaning. This is exemplified in the poem uh, Thresholds with by Laura Mimosa Montes, Montes, which in which the poet makes frequently frequent use of the circular dinkus, or just like it sort of looks like just an O but thin and wide, as a form of punctuation at the level of the full text rather than the phrase or the sentence throughout the course of the work. Many variations of dinkuses are composed partially or entirely of asterisks, though other symbols can be used to achieve the same goals. Some use a series of dots, fluorons, asterisms, straight horizontal lines, or in various other figures, such as infinity symbols. And asterisms are the Again, the little three asterisks arranged in a triangle, which is one of my new favorite symbols. Not as much of a favorite as the multiocular O, which is the O where you have seven O's arranged in a honeycomb pattern. I like that one better, but this is like, a, if you don't count like letters, then the, the asterism is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, 
Fun fact, the multiocular O is used in exactly one word in, I believe, Old Russian, which is the word for uh, many-eyed seraphim. Uh, and it's believed to have been used because there's no other letter, they need a specific letter for these biblically accurate angels because no other letter could, like, hold their full power or something like that. It's pretty cool. There's a whole gallery of astro of, uh, sorry, of dinkus as used in text. There's also other ter- uses of the term dinkus. Um, dinkus, according to, or among older Hungarian Americans and Polish Americans, dinkus is an ar- archaic term for Easter Monday, which is the day after Easter Sunday. Um, in Australian English, particularly in the news media, the word dinkus refers to a small photograph of the author of a news article. Outside of Australia, this is often referred to as a headshot. Because, I don't know, Australia has to be special or something. Um, yes, I did send that in chat once. That's correct. I'm Great memory. Uh, further reading. Daisy Aliato's analysis of the Dinkus in the Paris Review, Ode to the Dinkus. Being able to write a title like Ode to the Dinkus is pretty good. Um, there's a lot of things on here now. But Dinkuses are they honestly I like Dinkuses overall. I think they're I think they're good. Yes, Ode to the Dinkus. So if you want to read more, go read Ode to the Dinkus, I guess. It shouldn't be that hard to find. I don't think many articles are gonna be uh, share that name. Um So let's see if there's let's see if there's any Dinkus jokes. Dinkus jokes. Uh, three plus best dingus jokes, but doesn't, I think that dingus jokes are going to be the best we're going to get from upjoke.com. We'll do this. No, I'm not disabling my ad blocker for you. Stop it. So let's see. Okay. This is not good, but I'm going to say it anyway. A concerned citizen sees a distraught woman wandering around desperately calling out for someone she'd been separated from. Ever vigilant, the concerned citizen offers his help and asks what the lost individual looks like, and the woman describes a young girl who looks a little like her. They decide to split up to cover more ground, and after a while, the concerned citizen sees a girl who matches the description. Denise, Denise, is that you? He asked. She paused, half a beat, and sneered. Of course I'm Denise, you dingus. Where the hell is Deant? That's really bad. Okay. You are a dinkus? Thanks. I appreciate that. Anyway, we're going to break go into the song that's been on my mind all episode. And the song that's been on my mind all episode? Mm, I don't know. Let's pick Roses by the Band Camino. It's really good. Um... Is it the same as Lady Tome? I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, anyway. So, is it the same as last time? No, it is not the same as last time. I already told you it's the, the ro- uh, Roses by the band Camino. Anyway, 
I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, I'm gonna hop off this, though. I will. I do want to make a special, special, uh, not ex not just announcement, but like just a little little query for everyone. If I were to host a two-person game show where one person would go directly head to head with another, would you a would you guys want to tune in for that? Would that be something interesting? And B, would you send me your ideas for mini games that you have uh, for when I run the show? Because I want to have some some mini games that would be podcast friendly. I've already come up with about six or seven, but uh, I want to be able to rotate some of them out, not have the same ones every episode. Especially if I found out that it, like I did it once, and then I'm like, well, this mini game failed. I'm never doing this again. I'd want to have some new ideas to try out. And also to, you know, keep them on their toes a little bit. So if I if you'd be interested either in just tuning in for it, or if you would be interested in participating in it, that is also a thing that I would love. Um, if you want to get a friend and say, hey, I wanna be I wanna participate in this game show against them, uh, just let me know. We'll set up a time, <coughs> which I think would be a super fun thing. Um also, if you get your friends, especially if they don't listen to the podcast, then they can start listening to the podcast and spread the word, and I would really like that. Thank you. All right. Anyway, so yeah, send me your ideas. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will catch you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>